Welcome, everyone, to the College Parent Podcast. My name is Hannah Hansen. And my name is Taylor Rossetti. And we want to thank you for joining us. On today's episode, we will be interviewing Leslie Garrett, former Assistant Director for Undergraduate Scholarships, who currently serves as a Project Manager for Leadership Strategies at Credo. And today, we will be discussing the process and importance of applying for college scholarships. Let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome, Leslie, to the College Parent Podcast. Thank you so much, Hannah. It's so good to be with y'all. I'm so excited. Awesome. Um, Well, our first question for you is, what is a good first step for parents to encourage their students to do when it comes to applying for college scholarships? Yeah, so I thought of a few things, and I think my very first remark would be something to the effect of, you've got to get your mind right. And so that means um, to think about that the time invested is worth it. We live in the world of instant gratification, right? And so um, you have to recognize that the scholarship application process is a process um, with latent benefits. So it's money, ultimately, that you save um, from college expenses, and then money you won't have to pay back later with interest um, because you had the cash up front in the form of scholarship. And so, yes, um, much like the college application process and the um, SAT and ACT studying and taking um, its work up front um, that has the, the benefits later. And so it's it's worth it um, to invest the time uh, in order to, to have the later benefit of having that money for maybe your first year or hopefully all four years of your undergraduate education. Um, next, I would say be mindful of deadlines. So refer to um, the websites or written materials um, of the specific institutions where you're going to apply or to the specific scholarships where you're applying. Um, make note of those deadlines so you don't want to miss out on any money by missing a deadline. And then finally, I would say know the players of student finances at your institutions. So the resources that you have, Um, we're going to focus mostly on scholarship today, but there are other offices to think about. And so that's, again, the Office of Admissions and Scholarships or wherever scholarships fall. Sometimes scholarships have a designated office like I worked in. Sometimes it falls under financial aid or um, general admissions. So figure out where those live at the institutions where you're applying. Also think about your Office of Financial Aid. Uh, business services or your bursar's office. So who handles the student's student accounts? Um, And then also a good one that I'll talk about a lot is your institution's foundation. So what typically 501c3 that sits adjacent to your institution um, that handles scholarships um, and money designated for students near your institution? So those are just a few offices to think about in the world of student finances. Awesome. Thanks, Leslie. Could you also give us a general overview for the process of applying for scholarships and then maybe what happens on the back end once it's submitted? Sure. So you as an applicant um, are going to research the application process. So think about the source of your funding. Is it coming from my institution? Is it a coming from the foundation? Is it coming from a place in the community? Figure out what is the application process for each place where you're applying. Um, then you're going to gather the documents that you need. You may need a high school transcript or your test scores. Um, you may have to create supplemental materials. So the application may ask for, um, I don't know if it's anything from a long form video or a creative piece or you know, answer this question in a 60 second um, TikTok style video. Um, 
So you want to gather those materials. And then, like I said before, submit everything by the deadline. Be aware of that deadline. Have your stuff done well before and get that in. So you're going to apply. Um, then on the, the back end, it's going to be reviewed by the scholarship officers. So sometimes that's one person. Um, sometimes that's a committee on a campus. Um, but they're going to review the materials. And so they're going to look at, are your basic requirements met? Maybe you're applying for something that takes a certain GPA or test score, ACT or SAT test score. Um, so they're going to say, are the basic requirements met? Um, then it'll be more uh, award-specific information. So is this person a top candidate for our scholarship? Do we want to select this person? What are their supplemental materials that we required? Depending on the scholarship or program, it may, like I said, go to a committee. Uh, faculty may have to look at it. It's just going to depend on the, the program. But you can know that there's a, a review process behind that application. And then they're going to somehow offer the scholarship to you. So sometimes that's a paper letter um, in the mail, get some good old snail mail there. Um, sometimes it's through a web portal. Um, you know, you have to log into the your portal and see, here's my scholarship offer. And so they'll offer it to you. Um, the student receives the offer in any of those ways. And then you have to decide if you're going to accept or not accept the offer. And so read the fine print. Sometimes when um, a scholarship is offered, it's like, here it is. We apply it to your account. No more action needed on the student's part. Um, sometimes a student has to go in. Our students in particular had to log into a system and actually click. A, it was a gold, a gold accept button um, to say, yes, I want this scholarship. So is there action needed at what point? So again, a deadline. Is there a deadline to accept the scholarship? And then consider maybe even before you accept the scholarship, what are the stipulations of this award? Is there a minimum GPA I have to have to keep the award? Do I have to take a minimum number of credit hours to keep the award? Does it require me to do service hours or participate in a particular program at my institution? Like, What are the stipulations to keep that award beyond the initial giving of the award? All of those are things to consider. Then the scholarship will be applied to the student's account. And so um, look for it on your account online. Usually you can find your statement online. Um, sometimes institutions will print a statement and give that to you at your orientation day. But you want to make sure, oh, I got that leadership scholarship. Oh, I should have that ACT scholarship. Make sure that you see it on your uh, your statement so that it's there. Um, that's some back end processing, but you can be the double check for that. Um, and then if you don't see it on your statement, ask your folks at campus, okay, I don't see the scholarship. Where is it? They're happy to, to look and see and clarify. No, you may not see it, but you'll see it in June at orientation or that kind of, you didn't hit the accept button. So let's make sure um, that you, you get it and that it's there on your account. Amazing. That is super helpful. Um, so in your experience in working with scholarships, um, what types of scholarships have you, do you feel like you have interacted with, with most in your career? And then, you know, maybe speaking to the differences between some of the scholarships, like merit-based scholarships, leadership scholarships, athletics, or organizational, things like that. Sure. So my particular position um, where I worked, I was in charge of all of our institutional scholarships. And so those were scholarships that were awarded upon admission. Um, and so we had specific criteria for those scholarships. And so that was like a high school GPA and a test score are the main things that we looked for. And so it's a, you know, we had a predetermined amount. Often those are listed on um, admissions and scholarships websites. And so you can find if I have a, a 3.5 and a 27 on the ACT, I can expect this much money 
um, from my institution. And so it's good to go and do those comparisons from different institutions in order to think about what your total financial package is going to be. Also within institutional scholarships, we had scholarships that were based on a past designation status. So a status that you held maybe in high school. So we had valedictorian scholarships, we had scholarships for folks that served as student body president. We had scholarships um, for students who were Eagle Scouts or had achieved their Girl Scout Gold Award. Um, so look for those. What, um, what scholarships can I get for a past designation? And then there are scholarships for a future designation. So what what would you be a part of um, at your institution? So maybe that's an athletic scholarship, a scholarship for being in the marching, marching band. Um, we had a leadership scholars program. So if you were involved in things in high school, you applied. That was a program. We had supplemental materials. You apply to that. And then you're part of a program um, once you come to college. Also, an honors college type um, application is one of those funds. So institutional scholarships are is money from the institution for a specific thing, either grades or past designation or something you would be a part of once you get to the institution. Sometimes those have separate applications. So for example, our honors college had its own admissions application and scholarship application separate from the Office of Admissions just to the university. So be sure to look for those details. You have to, to really be detail-oriented in the, the scholarship uh, process. So that's one type, the institutional scholarships. Um, then, uh, as I talked about earlier, the um, scholarships that are funded by the institution's foundation. So typically, institutions will have um, foundations that manage donor-funded scholarships. So you may have um, a donor who says, I am going to designate money for and start a scholarship for uh, one student from Rutherford County who played soccer and served as student body president. Um, if that was the case, I would have some good money, right? But that, <laughs> that's just an example. Um, and so there's uh, criteria specified by the donor. Usually that is for a separate application. And so that's a really good question to ask your admissions counselor around scholarships is, is there a um, as an application for foundation scholarships for from uh, this institution. Um, so sometimes that'll be just a blanket application, and then sometimes it'll require supplemental materia materials, uh, because again, that criteria is set by um, the donors who either started the scholarship or raised money for that scholarship endowment. So talk to um, your institution's foundation. Uh, then you think about groups external to the institution. So this is going to be um, community groups such as um, churches or civic organizations, other foundations. Um, my sister, for example, right there in Nashville, um, the Nashville Predators Foundation, she was a recipient of their scholarship. And so that's one that she, um, she certainly did not play hockey, um, but she found that scholarship foundation and then applied and, and was awarded that scholarship. Um, sometimes your parent or guardian's um, place of employment will often offer scholarships for students um, of those employees. So look for those opportunities as well as those external um, groups in your in your community or foundations. Um, and then finally, uh, our office, the office that I worked for, um, we also would recommend specific scholarship search engines. Um, and so these are really broad and are going to have a whole list of um, uh, scholarships. And so there are three that I'll mention that we um, 
kind of vetted their services and, and recommended it often to students who came into our office. And so that was, um, and you can find these with a quick Google search, but that was um, FastWeb and Sally May scholarships and then careeronestop.org um, were legitimate search engines that we found. Um, and so, of course, with anything online, you just want to be careful and mindful of that. They're not going to email you and ask you for your financial information and just watch out, watch out for scam as you would with any other um, kind of emails that you get. But those three, FastWeb, Sally May, and careeronestop.org, um, they're legit and what, what we recommended. Leslie, I would love to know if there are any additional tips that you would give people out there, things that they might not already be considering when it does come to scholarships. Yeah, I would say start um, your whole college financial journey, right, by calculating your cost so you'll know how much you owe. So think about what is my tuition? What is my room and board going to be? What are transportation costs going to be? What are, uh, you know, supplies and books try to add all that up so you know big picture okay I need to shoot for twenty thousand dollars worth of scholarships and aid think about you know what is that what is that whole figure know that the dollars add up fast so you may apply for four or five small scholarships say five hundred dollars scholarship and then you end up with two thousand dollars based on all of the ones that seems like quick applications seems like oh not a lot of money but any any of that money counts towards you know ticks off towards your total your full amount right and so um, don't just dismiss a scholarship because it seems like a small amount any of that um, can can go towards your educational costs and is, is helpful at the end of the day. Um, I would say don't neglect the, the FAFSA. So that is the free application for federal student aid. Often, you know, everybody, right, is in a panic about student debt and student loans, and I don't want to take them, I don't want to have them, I don't want to pay them back, all of that. But uh, there is, uh, there is, of course, the grant money that's associated with the FAFSA, sometimes a, a federal uh, Pell Grant um, is associated with that. And then if ultimately you end up needing student loans, they're at a, a lower interest rate than a private loan would be. And so if you're funny, you say, okay, I'm not taking out loans, and then an emergency you know, family financial situation um, is unexpected and happens, you already have the information on file um, and it's easier to, to grab those loans than it would be if you'd never done the FAFSA to start with. And so ultimately, like as a person that worked in student finance, I would say, don't be don't be afraid um, of the, the FAFSA. You don't have to take the loans. You're able to say, no, I don't want these. And then they're in your back pocket if you ever end up needing them. Um, also, you can look and see if your home state offers grants for education. So I am located in Mississippi, um, and the state of Mississippi had three different grants um, for students going to school uh, within our state. And so um, that was, again, another separate application with a different deadline, um, but was worth it to be able to collect that grant money um, that was available. And so they could couple that with um, scholarships from our institution and have a bigger um, aid package that way. So be sure to look for those in within your, your state. Uh, I would also say that applying for scholarships is an ongoing process throughout all of your years of college. So think about those foundation scholarships. Uh, I just like rattled off what my criteria would have been, right? Um, and that could have been for anybody. I didn't specify that it needed to be a junior or a senior or whatever. Um, but often those scholarships do, they require you to have um, already taken some classes or be a junior in standing and that kind of thing. Um, so especially with around the foundation scholarships, be sure to look at those each year. 
um, and look early because often the awarding season is a year before you would actually get the money. Uh, but look for that to know that you can still get additional scholarships throughout your time, depending on you know what classes you take or what you become involved in. Um, just on your, your scholarship journey isn't over on the first day of your, your first year of school. Um, and then finally, I would just say, if you don't know something, don't be afraid to ask. Um, especially at this stage, utilize your admissions counselor. Um, I like to call admissions counselors the gateway um, to a plethora of resources on campus. Um, so ask them questions. Uh, you can also call or email the scholarship and financial aid offices. Um, they, we're well trained to know uh, the answer or to find the answer to the questions that you have. Um, and also, you're likely not the first person, nor will you be the last to ask that question. And trust me, as someone often on the other end of those phone calls, it was much easier to talk to a friendly person who had a question that I could answer for them. And we both had a satisfying conversation than, than sometimes when I had to answer and solve, solve a problem. So it will be a, a break in, in the day um, to get to talk to someone with a, an earnest question around um, their students' uh, scholarships and, and financial aid. So don't be scared. Um, to call and to ask the questions. All right. Well, Leslie, it has been so wonderful to get to hear some of your expertise. Just to summarize a few of the things that Leslie has said, um, just know that the time invested in scholarships is worth it. Make sure that you're keeping up with all of those deadlines. Um, make sure you're reading the fine print in all of those scholarships and just know that sometimes when we think about scholarships, it you know we're thinking about test scores and stuff, but there's a lot more out there, as Leslie um, told us. So as we wrap up this episode, we want to thank Leslie Garrett for taking the time to be a guest on our show. If you want to learn more or check out our other The College Parent Podcast episodes, you can do so on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.